try to make a date themed around a love language you don't usually practice just to brush up on your skills on that does that make sense to, or is that to expand your range <coughs> of giving different love languages in Correct. case your current relationship fails and you must set sail for new seas <laughs> <laughs> Or if you just want to... Become a more well-rounded, better person. Yeah, exactly. In case you need a fail-safe because your relationship is Sorry, that was really creepy, especially the way I sat back in my chair and looked at you. Anyway, welcome back to Gumption, Murphy. Thank you for having me, host of Gumption, Lily Claire Switka. <laughs> yeah, you have made a few guest appearances. I'm starting to think that people just like you more than they like me because the episodes that have done really well are the relationship episode we did last year around this time, still one of my most listened to and was our most streamed on Spotify this year, and... The Halloween episode in which you gave a short insight about your thoughts on villains, and I think it was very well articulated, so people were very excited to hear about that. Thank you, thank you. I truly do save all my energy to put into my guest appearances for Gumption. I think this deserves my full attention when the opportunity is open to me, and so I'm glad that you've welcomed me back a third time. That sounded like someone was holding a gun to your head and telling you to say that, but that is okay, because I am. Just kidding. <laughs> no guns were used during the recording of this episode. I just thought this was good timing because when we did our last little chat about relationships, I also had it as an interactive episode so that the Gumption audience could weigh in about what topics they wanted to hear and share some of their stories. And I loved that format. So to now do it a year later, after we have lived together this whole time and have also reached out to the Gumption audience again to see what else they wanted to hear about, and this year we're going to do a little bit of a, a lighter version, more date night ideas, rather than this is what it's like to go from long distance dating to living together. But I guess to start us off, we should just riff on what it's been like for the past year, almost, in a couple days here. It's been pretty solid. No further comments? I think that just about summarizes it all. <laughs> pretty solid. Yes, no liquid has been... No gas, no plasma, no liquid just solid. Glad we clarified the state of matter on that one. I will say I know that I'm a very weird person and I take pride in that but being weird on your own is one thing. Being weird completely uninhibitedly if that's a word (laughs) weird in front of another person is like so freeing. Highly recommend if you are in a situation Where you can just let your weirdest self unleash in front of someone else on a regular basis. It's crazy how freeing that is. I really enjoy making you concerned with some of the things that I do. Like when I burst into a random jig or or say weird random things. It's so fun. And it keeps me on my toes. Well, right back at you. Because I consider myself to be a very strange individual under select circumstances when I'm not crippled by anxiety. And so I truly find that I'm able to be my freest, weirdest, insanest self (laughs) (laughs) around you. 
I mean, who else could I sing my weird made-up songs to that no one wants to hear? Not even Lily wants to hear them, but she's a captive audience. (laughs) It's not that I don't want to hear them, because you're actually a classically trained singer. Like, you have a good voice. Did I mention I'm a classically trained singer? Yeah, gumption listeners, for those of you who didn't know... If you ever meet Murphy in person, you'll definitely either hear him sing or hear him mention that he was a classically trained singer and he was in a choir, which I have on CD if anyone wants it. And I will also be selling them out of the trunk of my car for $15 a pop. Bootleg the copies. (laughs) You wouldn't steal a car, but you would buy a bootleg version of the Lyceum (laughs) Choir performance. (laughs) I don't even... Where was I going with this? Being weird. Oh, yeah. Like, Speaking of being weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think the funniest thing is, like, our energy is always at different levels. Usually when I'm, like, chilling or when I'm tired, you're super energetic and vice versa. So it's funny when we're trying to go to bed because I go and go and go and then at the end of the day I'm beat and I'm ready to go to sleep even if I can't fall asleep right away. And Murphy gets his last energy burst and just comes up with the craziest songs or thoughts and phrases. And it's just funny because we're just laying there and you just say them and I'm like, wow, that's insightful. Or where did that come from? And I pretty much keep saying them until she tells me to completely stop. I really try to be gentle about it because I I love hearing them. But at that point, usually my brain is just declining slowly it's like i'm drifting off and i'm about to fall asleep and then you're like i watched a video about plane crashes (laughs) these turtles have seven heads (laughs) click this hyperlink to find out more i also am so gullible that sometimes you just say things and i believe them and they're not true (laughs) not even in the slightest oh Anyway, I would agree that it's been a great year, and despite having to actually move, instead of just staying put in one place, we moved into a new apartment halfway through that time. If you want to hear about all that saga, you can go to the first episode of season two, because that's where I talked about that. But I feel like we handled it with Grace, and I... Grace wasn't there. Hey, Grace, if you're listening. Hi. (laughs) Hope your day's going well. But yeah, no, it's been so fun. What would be your top tip for someone who's thinking about moving in with their significant other? Do it. Well, well, besides that, like for when <laughs> they actually get together. Oh Make sure you each have your own space because everyone relaxes differently. Everyone has different things that they enjoy doing. You're not always going to share every single hobby or every single uptime or downtime with the person you love most. Sometimes you just really need time and space for yourself. And so you really want a place that feels like your own because while you're going to have the rest of the apartment, you're going to work together on designing it and making it feel like a home for the two of you, there definitely still needs to be space for you to have a place to call your own where it's just your things, things that bring you joy and help you relax. Especially because right now, I've seen this a lot on Instagram. It was a trend with that Barbie sound that was like, this is Barbie's dream house. It's not Ken's dream house. And then it cuts to the guy and he's like, oh, yeah, right as always. Those videos bothered me because it would be the girl saying, 
when he tries to like bring his decorations or his Legos or whatever it is into our apartment. And I don't agree with that. I think if you're living with someone, whether it's a roommate, but especially a significant other, you both have your own stuff. And even if one person has way more stuff than the other person does, which I feel like... Cough, cough, Lily, cough, cough. I mean, yes, I have a lot of stuff, especially clothes. But my point is this. It has to feel like home for both of you, like you said. And it's not going to feel like home for the guy if the girl completely takes over the decorating. You have to have some compromise. I'm one of the lucky ones because you have great taste. So I never feel like I can't trust him to pick something out or or give me input on something. Like we have very similar things that we like and the things that we don't agree on, we don't really have a problem with that. And I'm very grateful about that. Not to just flex on everyone. I mean, yeah, not gonna lie. We have a great home life balance. (laughs) (laughs) We do. If you're the type of person who feels they need to solely decorate your place, then you should be living by yourself. And I stand by that. The other thing I will say is chores. Have your chores that you try to do. Try to establish the things you like doing and then make those your thing. Like, Murphy, I don't know if you like taking out the trash, but you like... Oh, I love it so much. (laughs) Tell us about it. No, I'm kidding. There is nothing like waking up in the morning, going to throw something away going, oh shit, I can't fit anything else in this trash bag. (laughs) Finding your slippers, tying up the bag, then wandering out onto the ice-caked driveway to try and throw it away. At the ass crack of dawn, you're half awake, half asleep. It's fantastic. Highly recommend it. It's really sobering. And don't forget, going down two flights of stairs that are so narrow that if you miss one, you could fall and die. Purr. My favorite chore is drinking beer. It's not a chore. It's cleaning the fridge. True, I guess, in a sense. In a sense. Guilty. Wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of one more thing that I want to say about living together, but we completely migrate from this topic. Ladies, if you have a pet and you move in with your significant other, just be prepared that your pet will never love you as much as they will love them. Especially men. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like man's best friend. We're never the bad guy to them. Monty literally just adores you, and he really wouldn't care if I lived or died. So the real reason we're here, everybody, is because I personally find that when you're trying to adult and pay bills and and do things, whether you live together or not as a couple at this point in life, it's hard to come up with ideas of dates. And... For us, at the beginning, it was super easy because we were still in the process of getting to know each other. But once you do the main 10, 12 things that are on your your mental list, it's like, well, what do we do? And it becomes a little difficult. So I wanted to chat a little bit about date ideas, both submitted by the Gumption audience and some of our own recommendations, because I just feel like it'll be helpful to have a place to refer like, oh, these are 12 things we could try. Idea one. We'll start with what the listeners submitted, and then we can add in our own. First response, submitted by one Murphy underscore O'Brien. Who? I've never heard of that guy. Getting bleeped up at Madison Square Lanes. I don't want to have to censor this. So you can imagine what that means. But we are very lucky to live right by a bowling alley that is both cheap and nostalgic in its filth. 
It, it's very much a 1960s bowling alley that hasn't been cleaned since the 1960s. Yeah, pretty much. There's probably dust in those rafters that has asbestos and whatnot. Oh, plenty. But their drinks are insanely cheap. Bowling is just such a fun activity, especially when your boyfriend explains to you how oh, to do you it. Oh, you gotta mansplain any <laughs> sport you play together. She loved when we played tennis. Yeah, I've never felt more homicidal than I did in that moment. Back to the date ideas. So bowling. That's not super creative, but it is an old standby, and we love it. Really, any sport where you can be as competitive as you wish. Like, we found tennis was a great avenue to get outside, enjoy the sunshine, not necessarily play the most competitive game, as I don't think either of us would consider ourselves good at tennis by any stretch of the imagination. Murphy, I am so, so bad, and I really appreciate that you didn't just totally expose me like i expose myself and that's okay but the fact that you didn't just say lily's horrible like well, oh thank you well i in no way am perfect either my serve could use much improved accuracy i think it's your stamina that struggles the most oh extremely so that's why i like bowling <laughs> <laughs> and this is why bowling gets a point more than tennis tennis is a great summer activity although we have not successfully found a court near where we live currently that's not busy all the time so that'll be an expedition for this spring and summer finding a tennis court we can go to because that was something we did a lot before we lived together anywho okay next response never knock dinner in a movie but go to the movie first so you can discuss at dinner i love that because i feel like it really is crucial the order of the date and if you both get too tired And then you just are like, eh, it can throw off the whole night. I will, however, say I think for a first date, the traditional dinner and then the movie is much more fitting. Oh, yes, for a first date, for sure. I guess we should clarify, maybe some of these things would be different for couples who have been together and first dates, like, I don't know. I think so. We'll, We'll make statements at our discretion. This one is definitely something we do a lot. Trying a new place together. Restaurant, brewery, ice cream, store to walk around in, activity, etc. That's like a generalized version of what we've been saying. But agreed. I mean, I think trying a new thing is always fun. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a new thing. It can be an old thing in a different way. Thinking about things you liked doing early on and then circling back to them is always a fun little thing. And that's why one day I will be taking Lily back to Lolita. In the heart of Philadelphia. Yes. To relive a very strange, albeit extremely fun day. Yeah. You want to tell them about our seating experience? So do we, we stumble across this wonderful little place and we walk in and it smells so amazing. And we go table for two. She's like, oh, perfect. I do have one more two top left. It's sitting out in front of the restaurant. This is early March or early April. I forget which. It was still pretty cold outside. Yeah, it, it was not warm by any means. <laughs> it was probably like 40 degrees, but it was also the evening. So it was like getting colder and colder. Yeah, this was also St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> So it was very cold, and we're sitting at this little tabletop, and we enjoy our meal, but the whole time, neither of us can focus on anything but being freezing. freezing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely great food, cute vibes. There were, like, little outdoor lights and everything and music. The only downside being we were the only two dummies on St. Patrick's Day who didn't plan 
a reservation and all the Irish places were packed to the gills. Someone said, a wine tasting bar if you like wine. My husband and I do. Ha ha. I think that's a very good idea if you like wine. I don't have any further comment as I'm not a wine fanatic by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I like a glass of wine here and there, but I, I don't know. I would probably go to a wine bar, but I personally would feel like that's more of a girl's night activity than a date activity. What do you think? I, I think it truly does depend like where you are in life. That's like, true. Like I'd say you being uh, 24... I don't necessarily see the two of us being like a very young couple, relatively speaking, going and sitting at a wine bar. But if you're a little older, if you're in your 30s or whatever, I think that it more aligns with your lifetime schedule. Yeah. And, and that's a more fitting date. I Not to stereotype and be biased oh. against 30 and 40 year olds, <laughs> but I, I do feel like that just feels like a more mature activity that makes perfect sense i mean we're still in our dive bar era we still love to go to a good old dive bar that's like a little bit gross and you probably wouldn't eat their food without having a few drinks first type of situation so i feel like yeah a wine bar is a more sophisticated version of like three drinks at the bar and then get a nacho fry and go home a paint and sip class i think this is a good date for any age because say you're still teenagers i I, you, you don't have to sip. True. I, I feel like painting is a good way to get to know someone without having to ask intrusive thoughts. I think a painting style is very telling of the person underneath. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about it that way, but so true. We have painted together, not at a guided class, but we've done a paint date at my house, and that was really fun. Yes, and I am not a good artist, and Lily already knew me at that point, so sadly she couldn't gain any insight from the strength of my brush strokes or (laughs) my color choice. I gained plenty of insight because I still have the painting that you made from that day, and even though you were like, you don't have to keep it, you can get rid of it, I know you're a very sentimental person, and that's something that I learned about you, so I would never throw that away because it means a lot to me. A classic tried-and-true date night game night. Even though that is a staying-in activity, there's a restaurant in Cleveland called Tabletop, which has board games and food, so it's like you would go out to eat, but you would play board games. I think that's a great activity for like a first date or like an early relationship date. Because it's still like you're going out to dinner, but you get to do a fun little thing that's chill. I agree. Or Pins and Mechanical in Ohio City. Yes. Yeah. Can you explain the concept of that weird little bowling that we did? Because I I was confounded. Duck pin bowling with 12 pins and a ball that you can palm comfortably in a lane that's about a tenth the length of a standard lane. And you get three throws instead of two. In my brain, it's like close-range bocce, but then you add bowling pins. I don't know bocce, so that... Oh, well, I'll have to... Okay, date idea. I'm going to teach you how to play bocce, because you will love bocce. It's such a weird little sport. Is that the one where one person, like, throws a ball, and then everyone else throws one, and they're trying to get closest to it? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's very fun, and it gets very heated. And it's not super physically demanding, which is what I like about bocce. And you can do it while drinking, which is also fun. <laughs> you can do anything while drinking. Not anything. Another going out date idea is bar hopping, but specifically picking out each other's drinks at the bar. I don't know if she meant 
ordering a drink for the other person or like trying to figure out what they would like the best it means ordering a drink for the person so you're both trying random drinks throughout the night but it's a way to get to know someone because when they try a drink they're gonna either go oh i really like this or not for me yeah totally we have a pretty good idea of what drinks we like like i could probably nine times out of ten pick out a drink on a cocktail menu that would be the one you would pick and i think you could probably do the same for me Mm -hmm. but that's fun because you get to be a little adventurous and like maybe try some things that you don't like and i'll save that for for you people who have more money than us because drinks are expensive these days feel free to donate money to the pod so lily and i can go get drunk yeah exactly by picking out each other's drinks (laughs) (laughs) these two are our last date ideas submitted by gumption listeners and then we can add in any other ones we think of for going out activities someone said sports games hockey game basketball football And then in parentheses, games are pretty cheap here. I will say I appreciate their inclusivity there. Like, like not trying to be like, spend a lot of money and go to a sports game. Like, I appreciate Buy her courtside seats. (laughs) No, but (laughs) games can be pretty cheap if you don't mind having random seats. Even the Browns game we went to that was absolutely frigid. It was very fun. Especially if you like sports. Not everyone is into sports and I totally respect that. But even if you're not and, like, your partner is, it can be super fun to get just really into the game. Even if you have no idea what's going on, just really be in the setting and try to cheer. I mean, I can't relate because I know about sports, but some people... As a proud sports knower. Just football and basketball. And even what I know about basketball pales in comparison. I know the basics. And that's what matters. What's a carrying violation? Anyways. Well, I was going to say it. That's okay. The last one is small but meaningful things. Stargazing, getting ice cream, getting coffee, going for a drive. You're a woman after my own heart with this going for a drive thing because that's such a Midwest vibe. It's just getting in the car and like, let's drive around. I like stargazing. I feel like that could be hard to do depending where you live though. It could be, but the general gist of it is spend time with them regardless of the setting. What I highly recommend for dates akin to that avenue is focus on the seasonal things. If it's fall, you take her to a pumpkin patch. If it's winter, you go and see a bunch of Christmas lights. I mean, one of our dates this past December was we went and bought Wendy's, and then we drove down a very nice street and looked at all their Christmas lights. Yeah. And that was a great night. That was such a fun date. But that pretty much concludes the going out date night ideas. I want to read some of these. These are staying in. Pick the ones that speak most to you. Cooking together slash pizza making. While we have not made a pizza together aside from frozen pizzas, which... We've made pizzas together. When we made those mini pizzas at my mom's house. Yeah, I I just meant like since we've lived together. Oh, fair enough. That's true. But yes, we did once make pizzas together (laughs) at Lily's mother's house. Shout out Mrs. Switka. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think cooking together is a very good test. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a test, but it really shows someone's true colors. And your compatibility will really shine through. 
because if you're in rhythm, you already know which tasks of the meal you want to do. Say, for instance, in our relationship, I don't like dicing things, so I leave most of that up to Lily. I love dicing things, so it's perfect. Yeah, and I get to work the stovetop or whatever's going in the oven, which I find it comes pretty naturally to me. It doesn't sound impressive whatsoever, but that's what I'm good at. Especially like red meat. Murphy's really good at making steaks and burgers and stuff, and I prefer cooking chicken because I just don't like handling red meat really, so it's nice because like when we're having a red meat night, I'll chop all the veggies and like do the dishes and he'll do the meat itself and the sides or whatever. So yeah, it is a fun way to learn how you operate as a team without the stakes being too high. Worst case scenario, you mess up the meal, you have to order takeout. Like, oh no, you probably want to take out anyway. <laughs> it's very fun and it Once you get to a certain point, it doesn't feel like it's a date anymore, but you you still feel that in your heart. There's just always a moment when you're cooking together where something goofy happens and you both can get together and just laugh about it. It's a fun way to connect and be spending uninterrupted time with each other because... Listen, I'm not the type of person who's going to say, like, you should never be on your phones or be doing your own thing when you're in the same room and hanging out, because that's just normal. Like, a lot of us unwind by going on our phone or being on the computer watching something, and you don't have to do that together. But cooking is one thing you have to be present for, or else you're going to burn the whatever you're making. So it's nice to do that together. I will read one more of these. Movie night. (laughs) With a blanket fort. Or put the bed in the living room with treats and popcorn. I like the detail of that. I do too. I appreciate the detail. I think those both sound like great ideas that we shall do. Yeah. I'm a big fan of forts, and we haven't really been on our fort grind, but Lord knows we have enough blankets. That is extremely true. And pillows. (laughs) Should the world ever run into a blanket shortage? Hit our line. We got you covered. Also, anyone who has ever... (laughs) Either A, gone out with us, or B, come into town for a party that we were throwing, knows that we have an excess of blankets and pillows and places to sleep because we love to let people crash at our house. Not just anybody. You have to be special. It's like how Arby's says we have the meats. We have the pillows. Yes. I have a few more notes, comments, if you will, on the subject of having a movie night. I think it's especially fun when one person is super passionate about a movie series to do a movie marathon of that series, especially if the other person has not seen it. One of our earliest dates was a Pirates of the Caribbean movie marathon because I am a Pirates freak fangirl. Um, Literally have been obsessed with that movie franchise since I was like five years old. So when Murphy said he hadn't seen them... I was like, we obviously have to watch them all back to back with some snacks. Even though you probably were not as interested in the Pirates movies as I was, that was my only opportunity to mansplain things to you, really. (laughs) Her only opportunity in her whole life is the time we watched the first three Pirates movies together. Make sure when you're having a movie date night, you watch something that is either funny or you can make fun of. I do think that depends on the stage of your relationship, though, because for us, we share some movie tastes, but others wildly differ. 
And, like, here's a good example. Shutter Island. I love that movie. It's just a little intense. So it doesn't leave you with, like, a good feeling at the end. But it depends. If you're a real movie buff and you like drama, really hard-hitting films and you both like that, then it could be more fun for you than for us. We kind of like to watch comedies together. Yeah, now that you say it like that, that makes more sense. It's more so dependent on your dynamic and your stage of relationship. Yeah. More so than anything. So obviously early on, just find something you both can agree on watching. And later on, as it becomes harder to find stuff that you both agree on watching, make sure that (laughs) one person's really going to enjoy it and the other one will at least be able to poke fun at it (laughs) yeah multiple people said taking a nap i am like intrigued by the idea many people consider that a date because i personally don't but that's sweet to like make it intentional i don't know i'm not a napper though so i i can't personally relate it would never work for us because lily can't nap and i can nap a little too well yeah you actually said nap as one of your staying in date ideas I am physically incapable of napping, sadly. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to be on this pod at that point. Okay. Two people said this. Love this idea. We're definitely going to try it. To level up your in-home board game night, go and pick out a new game to play and then play it. So like either going to Target, someone said, and go through the board game and card game section and pick out something that you think sounds interesting or you've never heard of. Or if you're more of a video gamer, go pick out a two-player Switch game or whatever. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We shall definitely do that sometime. Second last one. Where did it go? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, someone said, big jigsaw puzzle person. Choose a new album to listen to together while doing it. While I personally don't do a lot of puzzles, I love the idea of listening to an album together start to finish. Whether it's an artist you both like and they just dropped a new album, for us that would be probably no Noah Kahan or Lil Nas X. <laughs> I mean, out of sheer curiosity, we'll have to listen to Lil Nas's new album, but... If it ever comes out. That was weirdly ominous. What do you know? We're in more of a playlist world right now rather than like a sit down and listen to a whole album world. So I guess my spin on that would be... <laughs> spin that's a pun go buy a vinyl at a thrift store and that can be your going out date and then your staying in date can be listening to the vinyl together okay we're gonna take a pivot here now because one of the questions that I asked the gumption audience was what they thought about love languages like first and foremost are they legit second of all how does that affect relationships like how do you factor that in I personally do believe that they're legit. I don't even know what mine are, I don't think. So I wanted to talk it out with you and we'll read what what people said and what they submitted because I think there were some super insightful thoughts in there. In real time, we are going to take a BuzzFeed love languages quiz. Keep in mind, this is probably not the most accurate assessment as it will be pretty short. Scientifically exact. But I don't think either of us know our love languages. Murphy is live broadcasting it, airplaying it to our television as he's taking his so I can see his answers, which is pretty funny. But here we go. Okay, Murphy, reveal to everybody what love language you got. Bum, bum, bum. Quality time. You show love by making time for the people in your life, from planning a weekly Sunday brunch for your friend group to booking a weekend getaway for you and your mom. 
Likewise, like, can I read? Like weese. <laughs> Likewise, you feel most loved when others make time for you. You enjoy being invited to do stuff. It could be as extravagant as a surprise beach vacation or as simple as running errands together. Mine was acts of service. You strongly believe that actions speak louder than words. That's true. I do believe that. It shows in how you're always looking for ways to help those around you, whether it's bringing a homemade dinner to your friend who just had a baby or helping your work bestie proofread an important email. You feel most loved when others help you out in return, such as your partner doing your least favorite chore or your roommate picking up dinner on the way home. I think that's very accurate. Do you think yours is pretty accurate? I think mine's very accurate, yes. So this is interesting because I would have said probably a few years ago that my like primary love language was physical touch. And I mean, I, I took the quiz genuinely. So <laughs> thanks. I'm physically touching Lily. <laughs> That's true. She feels nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> to be fair, you were touching my elbow with your pointer finger. So, I mean, that's not everyone's cup of tea. But my point is, I think love languages can change depending on what stage of life or relationships you're in. I definitely would have said physical touch was my number one a few years ago. And at the time... We were doing long distance, so I probably missed that a lot more. Or that felt more, like, important to me. But now, living together, acts of service feel more important to me. That's interesting. Do you think yours has changed, or has it been quality time for a while, do you think? I would argue mine's always been quality time, because, I don't know, I always have really appreciated being included in things. And it does hurt me when I'm left out of things. So I, I think that's a very fair love language that has been mine for a, a while. Let's see what the gumption listener said about love languages. Someone said, me and my boyfriends are both quality time and it affects a lot how we interact with each other. I could totally see that being true because, for example, if mine was words of affirmation and yours was physical touch, maybe I would feel someone wasn't like, appreciating me by saying things, but they were, like, trying to appreciate me physically by giving me hugs or kisses or whatever. I could see how that would either clash or go really well together. Somebody said, I read a tweet saying everything is a love language because there's love in everything, and it blew my mind. That sure is one way to think of it, and while yes, it's true, I think everyone does still have something that they love quite more so than another. I totally see how the five love languages... The pillars of society. (laughs) Right. They're they're very generalized. I mean, I don't think they're probably accurate completely. Like, they might be a little more nuanced than that. I like that sentiment. It's interesting. And it makes things feel more special. So the quiz we just took is how you prefer to receive love. But then there's also the idea that people are good at a certain type of love love language as giving love that way. I feel like I'm really good at giving gifts. Not to say it's my only one that I'm good at. I'm trying to brush up on all five. But interestingly enough, that's not my like preferred way to receive yeah. love. It's different for how you want to give love and how you want to receive it. Yeah, I think everyone does have a twofold. No, I don't think mine would be giving quality time necessarily. I feel like it's not giving gifts, we know that much. Yours could be words of affirmation or acts of service. I, I think either of those would be. Caitlin said, So I think they extend out of romantic relationships and into friendships and careers. That's super interesting. 
I totally see friendships. I would be intrigued to hear more about careers and how that would apply. Maybe it's not, like, love, but it's attention or, or effort or energy or something like that. I could see that being the case. I would need to think more so how it applies. Yeah. Yeah, Caitlin, write in. Give us an example. Call in to the show. Just kidding. Can't Send us in. a telegram. <laughs> Send us a telegram. Send us a carrier pigeon. Tell us. Definitely friendships. Totally love languages in a platonic way, I think, is so legit. Because that's, like... A lot of the tension that you feel in friendships is when you're not feeling appreciated in the way that you want to be appreciated. And the other person maybe doesn't know that about you. Someone else said, I think love languages are legit, but can definitely change throughout the years and with different relationships. Very smart. Because while we touched on the through the years thing, the different relationships thing I didn't think of. Because, like, maybe different insecurities or different challenges you have within a relationship could manifest your needs differently yeah that's that's a really interesting way of looking at those i'd like that i'm gonna have to think more about that yeah i'm gonna write my next book about that actually <laughs> yes coming out summer 2020 2020 yes Two hundred thousand years from now right okay stay tuned you guys <laughs> <laughs> someone said i think it's a little silly but true i kind of like this because it reminds me of how i feel about astrology While some apps or horoscopes or whatever can make a lot of sense to you, others are obviously super overgeneralized and they're not going to personally make sense to you, so it is silly. But there is some truth to it, and I like that recognition of like, oh, hey, it's not 100% serious. We get in a fight, I'm not going to be like, you're not doing your acts of service. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. but You're not living up to your words of affirmation. (laughs) Someone said you can 100% have more than one love language and they can change. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Completely. And last but not least, this is the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone say. So I'm going to read from my friend Gracie Bujol what her thoughts on love languages were. Because she actually sent me a separate message to expand on this point, And I really like this. She said, I was just talking about this last night with my friend. I like to compare love languages to colors. A long time ago, we separated colors to make them easier to understand. But if we viewed love languages as a spectrum, like how we view the spectrum of visible light and colors in the science world, and weren't set on choosing one category, maybe the impact would be greater. Does that make any sense? Totally. Yeah. The five general versions are on a spectrum, and there's a nuance, and you can be 15% of one and 85% of another. It's not cut and dry, black and white, you're one thing for the rest of your life. Like, I will die on this hill of acts of service. (laughs) (laughs) I have an idea. Light bulb, as Gru would say. Light bulb. So, we'll tack this on to the date ideas from this episode. If you haven't already identified what your love language is taking a quick quiz like we did or take a more in-depth one if you really want to hammer it down like a personality (laughs) test a cool date idea would be to try to like pamper the other person with a love language type of thing that's not what you usually do for example if you tend to do more acts of service things for your partner like Helping with small things or cleaning up or laying their clothes out the night before. Maybe try getting them a special gift or 
carving out quality time. Try to make a date themed around a love language you don't usually practice just to brush up on your skills on that. Does that make sense? To, or is that to expand your range <coughs> of giving different love languages in Correct. case your current relationship fails and you must set sail for new seas. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you just want to... Become a more well-rounded, better person. Yeah, exactly. In case you need a fail-safe because your relationship is not <laughs> Then you'll be expert on all the other love languages for any potential future partners. That's pretty silly. Yeah, any last thoughts on love languages, Murph? They're real. Believe them. Murph out. Here at Gumption, we're all about being bold and putting yourself out there. And while that is not everyone's personality, there is something to be said about that in relationships and gumption in relationships. What would your advice be for someone who wants to shoot their shot but doesn't know how or is scared? What would you say to a young grasshopper who... (laughs) What what would I whisper in the ear of a young hopper? (laughs) Well, let's see. What would I whisper? I would whisper to be confident, believe in yourself, and be yourself. Don't try and be someone who you're not. Don't try and put on a persona. Because at the end of the day, they're either going to like you for who you are, or they're not. And that's okay. Because everyone likes different things. So it doesn't hurt to be yourself from the jump. Because all you're doing is helping your chances long term. Yeah. If you want someone to really love you for who you are, like you said, you might as well know if they're not going to like you from the start. Don't waste your time. Don't waste their time. I do think there's this like chameleon effect in our current dating world. You want to try to bend to the things that that person likes. And while on a small degree, that is a little bit normal and everyone does that. If you don't change anything about you fundamentally, it's fine. But if you're trying to do that just to get someone to like you, eventually they're going to see the real you and they're going to be disgusted and run away screaming. And then how are you going to feel? Yeah. Be yourself. Moral of the story, kids. Genuinely, from the first time I ever had a conversation with Murphy, I knew in some sense who you were. And as dumb as that sounds, I still stand by that. Like, you just were very unapologetically yourself. And I think that was very attractive to me. Ain't no one else I can be. Thank you so much for making your grand return to Gumption Murph. I always love having you on. I love talking to you, and I'm happy that people can hear just a small tidbit of our conversations, because they're so fun. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Oh, wonderful. What do you want to say to the Gumption listeners before you sign off? Don't follow me on social media. I'll see you when I see you. Have a good rest of your day. (laughs) Bye, Grace. (laughs) Bye, Grace.